You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. Welcome back to the Manifesting Made Simple podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Most of you know I attracted my soulmate in 2020 of last year. So I'm so excited to introduce to you Miss Nicole Moore, who is an expert in manifesting your soulmate love. I'm so excited to dive deep into love with you guys today. Nicole, introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about you, how you got to be where you're at now. Hi. Well, first of all, Congrats to you for manifesting soulmate love in 2020. If that doesn't prove that you can manifest love, that, I mean, that's so epic. But uh, I'm Nicole Moore. I'm a celebrity love and relationship coach. I work with a lot of women on reality TV shows, which is always super fun. But, you know, for the past nine years, I've been building a love and relationship coaching business. I've coached thousands of women all across the globe on their love lives, every kind of woman you can imagine. And we always, always talk about alignment when we're talking about manifesting love. So I feel like my job is just, I see women, I'm like, yep, you can have what you want in love. Yes, I believe in you. Yes, you're powerful. And I just help them get to that place where they believe it too, where they feel it too, where they're confident too. So the love that they want can snap in. I also help women in relationships. And the reason I do this is because my love life was a hot mess for a really long time. I struggled so much. I had so much pain, fear, anxiety, lack of confidence, insecurity in love and relationships. It was crazy. Like I always say, like I used to not be able to sleep at night if a guy didn't text me back, like a guy that I liked. I was like anxious attachment style to the max. And that came from childhood. I didn't feel loved in childhood. I had a very love poor childhood. I will say that. So I had these holes within me and I was trying to fill them with guys, but then it's like, I attracted the wrong guys and I had a relationship with a narcissist. And so I, I kind of just went through a bunch of different dating scenarios that were not great. And then I just realized one day I was like, I'm fed up with this. I want to have self-love. I want to make love work. The name of my company is love works. And I dedicated myself to figuring out how to make love work. And I started studying like four hours a day and manifesting personal development, love, all of that. And just kind of getting myself in that vibration. I started a love coaching business. When I started it, I was in a relationship with somebody that I thought was my soulmate. He was not my soulmate. <laughs> he was a wound mate. He, he, that was the narcissist. That was the cheater. That was the liar. But that was the relationship that revealed to me the inner stuff that I needed to shift to find love. So I was actually helping women get married, but I had to go through my own process. And I learned so much from that in terms of actually applying it to myself, met my husband, my soulmate, and I just love spreading love. Like, I just feel like what, of course, women are powerful and we're badasses and we're bosses on our own. But like, when you have that right person by your side, life gets exponentially better. And it's hard to believe until you have it, <laughs> but it's absolutely true. Once you have it. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. I am. I have a few questions for you right off the bat, which I'm excited to dive into. So first question that comes to mind, because you're talking about, I thought it was my soulmate, but like it was my woundmate, which is hysterical. Like I can relate to that. So talk about, because there's that initial like attraction where you think you've got the chemistry, you've got a vibe going, but like the other things aren't ticked off yet, but you're like, oh my God, this might be the one. Talk about how do you, how do you know, you know, like, how did you know, or how do you coach people, advise them on this is the one? 
So I think with the one, I don't think I know this, you know, Course in Miracles actually talks about this and it says that when it's, when it's love, there's peace. There's this feeling of underlying peace, which sounds like if you're one of those people that like is still in drama relationships, you're going to roll your eyes at me. Like, oh, that's so boring, Nicole. I don't want that. I want the unavailable guy. Like, I get it. I love you. Just trust me. <laughs> it's, about, it's about peace. So when you're with, because when we're with the person that we're like, oh my God, they're the one, you know what? If I look back, there was, I, I remember when I met my ex, I literally, I was in New York City at the time, like that's where I'm born and raised and I was on the subway and I, I literally like walked into the door of the subway. I like, you know, I hit the glass because I, my head was in the clouds. Like my head was literally in the clouds about this guy. I was walking into walls. I was so excited. I thought that that meant that that person was my soulmate, but it was like all that hive excitement, but I wasn't grounded. I wasn't peaceful. When he, it, when he went away, I kind of felt bad. You know, I felt bad because I wasn't, I didn't have all that love within me. So I met him and I thought he was going to give it to me. And I projected so much onto that man. I don't know why I was thinking he was like the most amazing person in the world. And I realized after, no, I just threw all my qualities that were in the shadow. I threw them on him. I thought he had them. He didn't have them. So when it's real love, there's excitement, there's passion, there's chemistry. There's this feeling of, I look into the future and I want that person there, but it's not that I'll die. I'll die if I'm not with this person. It's not that, you know, you feel complete and whole within. You want that person, but it's not this drama. So I would say if you're with somebody and you're excited about them and you feel like they're the one, check in. But do I feel at peace? Do I feel like my cells are resting in my body or is everything pinging around and I'm not grounded? Ungrounded usually means something is off. Not that it can't be fixed sometimes, but you really got to look at where am I not plugged into my own power here? That is so good. If I had you when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, you might've saved me years of misery. <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like I wish I had, but I wish I had me back then. Honestly, like yes. I suffered, I mean, crying. I, I remember like, I was upset about like my other, my first love literally for four years. I remember it was like New Year's Eve, like four years after we broke up and I was the girl like snot running down my face, mascara gets messed up, crying in my bedroom alone. I'll never find love over somebody that I broke up with four years ago. So what I say, I've like been through all of that stuff yeah. and now I look back and laugh, you know, but it was real pain then, I'll tell you. Absolutely. I, I share a similar story. Um, I thought my high school sweetheart was, you know, the first person I dated. So I thought he was the one. But if I look at that relationship now, boy, oh boy, my cells were never resting. You know, I was always like, what's he doing? Where is he going? And vice versa, you know, like, who's he talking to? You know, QB of the football team. I was a cheerleader. It was just drama the whole four years. <laughs> uh, and that took me a while to, to heal, you know? Um, so I totally get where you're coming from. And now that I have uh, my boyfriend now, there is, a, there is an overwhelming calming sensation, like an overwhelming peaceful, uh, I don't feel like I need to hold on to him. I don't feel like I need to, you know, it's just peaceful. There's no drama. And if, any of our ego or anything like that comes up, it's hashed out right away. There's no need to hold things back or not tell or play games. All that stuff's gone. But I remember, just like you said, there was a time where I like thrived off of that. Like I yeah. loved the game. <laughs> so many, I mean, this is like that, you know, like it's like I tell women who attract like unavailable men, for instance, I'm like, you're like a drug addict. 
And I mean that with a lot of love because it's like women are addicted to the drama and like, I have to prove my love to him. I have to get him. I have to chase him. I have to do this. And it's like, I want women to realize like, you don't, that you don't need all of that drama. It doesn't mean you're going to be bored. Like having somebody that's by your side, that you're attracted to, that you love, that has a similar vision that you want to do life with. Like, that's the really exciting thing. Trying to get some dude who's not even that great, but you think he's great to choose you. So you can satisfy your childhood wound of abandonment. It's not the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the game. So I have a question, Nicole. So you said that, you know, before um, you met your person now, um, that you needed to have love within you. So talk about that a bit, because I also feel like I was whole, like whole in myself. I was happy. I was good. I was in the business. I was like, I can meet you or I cannot meet you either way. I'm good. So let's talk about that a bit. That's where I was too. So when I met my ex that was a narcissist, like, you know, from the outside, I mean, I'm sure nobody, it wouldn't be that obvious, but I had, you know, I didn't have like full self-love. Sometimes I felt like I was like half loving myself, half hating on myself, you know, like it was very, it was very inconsistent. Not that I don't ever have negative thoughts now, but it was like, it was like, I felt like there was this battle going on in me all the time. And I was like trying to be confident, but then this other voice, my inner critic or whatever you want to call it, or the ego would be so nasty sometimes. And so like, I, I didn't feel, if you would ask me at that time, do I feel fully worthy of really amazing love? And I was honest with you, I wouldn't have said yes. You know, I felt like, I don't know. I just didn't feel worthy of it. And so when I, when I left that relationship, what I had to really look at as what I realized is my inner child, the wounded inner child chose this person. My logic didn't choose this person. Like, of course I wouldn't choose someone like that, but my inner child felt like love is criticism. I mean, this is a recipe for a narcissist. My inner child thought love is criticism. Love is never being fully chosen, right? Love is conflict. Love is pain. And so that was what was played out. And so I had to really look at and give love to that part of myself. And I went deep into inner little girl healing. And I also you know, I left that relationship. I literally had this moment where I was talking to my spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I felt this feeling of like my spirit had never left me and it was always there with me. So me, my energy. And I made a commitment. Like, I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to chill with you. Like I literally would just every day be hanging out with myself, loving on myself. And I started to feel really strong. And I got to this point, I always tell women where it was this feeling of like, I'd rather lose him than lose me. Like, I'm not going to lose myself for any guy anymore. I felt good within me. I was excited about my business. And so I literally felt like I'm only going to have a guy who adds to my life before it was, I need the guy to make my life good. And then it changed to, if you're not bringing, if you're not elevating me, I'm not dating you. That's the right place to be. Never. I need you for me to be complete. I'm good. I love myself. And I also want even more love. So if you're going to add, let's ride together. If you're not going to add, please go (laughs) because I can't afford to be dragged down by you. So good. I remember too, you're bringing up so much like from my past as you're speaking. Um, I really got to the point for me, it was, I would get into a relationship with someone and then I would feel as if I outgrew them. And then, and there was always drama to underlying my relationships as well, but I always feel like I outgrew and then like time was up and I didn't know why I didn't like nothing bad would happen. It's just like, okay, time's up, time to go. And 
I finally made the commitment to myself, like, hey, I'm done dating just to date because I'm so like desperate to find the one. Like I was a hopeless romantic for so long. And uh, I like to call myself a hopeful romantic now because it's all possible, you know? Um, But I was definitely like trying to mold people into the one (laughs) for so long, for like five year span. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm done trying to make people who they're not, you know? If I don't know that they're the one, then I'm not gonna, and I was committed to that. Um, so what, I'm curious, what were the commitments that you made to yourself or like, what did you do to attract your soulmates? Did you do any like fun stuff that we could give for tips? Yeah, so I mean, I'm big on manifesting, obviously. So I, so what I did, I had a vision, a, a, a vision of me with my husband. It was the same vision and I recommend this to clients just to activate the feeling of being with my husband. So mine, and, and the important thing is that it resonates with you. So mine was, I'm with my husband in a luxury hotel. We're under the blankets. We've just ordered beautiful room service where, you know, we, we see the beach from our hotel room and we're just eating like the most amazing meal. That might not sound like something special to you, but like, I love all of that stuff. Like that's the day that really makes me happy. And I tell this to clients, like picture yourself camping. If you like camping or whatever it is, like make it particular to you. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that like every day and I would feel the feelings of being with that person and I would draw it in. Then I would sit and I would ask myself, like I actually had, so I, <laughs> I teach this like manifesting ritual, but I had, it involves a candle and I had the candle and I would look at it every day and I would ask myself, cause I, you light the candle to like release the energy is a basic summary. But I would look at the candle and I would ask myself, am I ready to bring this person in? And I would be honest with myself about it. And if I wasn't, I would just say, okay, what do I need to shift? What do I need to release? So I kind of used that as a tool. And every day I was was just trying to tune myself closer to the version of me that could actually receive this person. I mean, I did so much then. I had like this huge quote on my wall from like Marianne Williamson about being a queen. You know, it's this beautiful quote of a queen like owns her power. She's gone through all these tests, la la la. So I would look at the quote I would do my journaling and then I would, I would just, I would spend time in the morning, basically focusing on bringing that person in. And then I would date. So I was never the person that wanted a million and one dates. I always was like, I'm going to just do less. Some of my clients get booked out three weeks in advance with so many dates and they're, they're, that's just their thing. And they go from like no dates to literally like I'm booked out. I was always like, no, I'm going to go on less dates. But with every single date, I would come back from it and I would ask myself, how is this date growing me forward to my man? How did I learn something that I want? Did I learn something that I don't want? Did I get triggered? Let me look at that and heal that. Like I, so I call it dating for growth now, but I used every experience, good or bad, with the understanding I'm manifesting the love that I want. Everything is happening to me to help me get there. That was my frame that helped me go through. Like if a guy, you know, like if a guy goes to me or whatever, it was all, this is happening for me. So I believed I would meet the love of my life. I built my belief every single day. And I looked for evidence of that every day in good things and in bad things. And I healed. And then, you know, practically I use Tinder. I met my husband on Tinder. I liked it because I'm like, this is easy. I just swipe, you know, <laughs> like there's not that much. Um, so I, I didn't have a lot of resistance to that. Like, I think a lot of women have resistance to online dating. I didn't because I didn't do what most women do, which is just get so obsessed about the negative that they see there. I was just focused. So before I would open my app, I would say to myself, I'm the woman who only attracts high quality commitment ready men online. So my identity before I even opened the app was that I really saw myself as that, like, 
this is who I am. I'm the woman who gets the good guys on here. Like I felt that before I opened the app and then I would swipe, I would swipe. If there was no matches, I would be like, hey, Tinder's broken today. Like literally like anything I could to feel, you know, good about myself. I mean, most of the time I got matches, but you know, so the whole point is I built a lot of positivity and belief that which is manifesting at the end of the day. And then before I met my husband, I felt married. Like I really did feel married. Like I would sit in my apartment and I'd be like cooking dinner. And I just felt like I was cooking it for my husband. Like I was really in that, that state of it's happening. So it wasn't surprising, but I also wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't gripping. I wasn't like, I have to meet him now or else I'm not going to be okay. It was certainty that it would happen. Yes. Operating from a place of knowingness that I was going to unfold to you at any moment. Yeah. I love that. So I am literally the same, same journey. Um, quickly I downloaded. So I'm all about taking inspired action. So I was on all the dating apps as well, because I too had no resistance because I knew he could come to me like, you know, God would manifest him through some channel. It might be a dating app. It might be bumping into him, blah, blah, blah. One of the things that I was saying to myself at the time was I'm so happy and grateful now that um, I'm, I'm meeting my soulmate in the right place at the right time in the most perfect way or something like that. I still have the script that I would read to myself every day, but I really truly believed that when I met him, I would know, mm-hmm. like I wanted that. I really wanted that. And I claimed that. And I knew that I would have that experience and I convinced myself that I would. So it was very easy for me swiping around because I just feel like if there was no light bulb, then i I just keep swiping, right? Um, so I absolutely love that. There's so many golden nuggets in here for people who are uh, looking to attract their person. Let's get into some teaching a little bit. So let's talk about love alignment. Yes. Okay. So first of all, what you need to know is that I've literally talked to thousands of women on the phone about their love lives, like literally thousands. So <laughs> it was kind of like so much research that I did. And now that I like, I, there's like five different dating archetypes, which is also a fun conversation, but too long to get into, but I saw like, there were all these patterns, like, you know, after a while you start to see. And what I saw was that, you know, at the end of the day, women were not finding love because they were off in one or two or three of three different areas. And I call that love alignment. So there's your mindset, there's your heart, and there's your energy. So I always say mindset is like the quality of your mindset determines the quality and caliber of person that can come into your life. You know, Mm. you don't believe that you can have the one if you don't believe you can be, you know, X, Y, Z qualities, you're not going to meet that person. Like you can't, you can't, fake belief. And I always say like, love is the one area where energy doesn't lie. So mm-hmm. it's not fake it till you make it like you cannot trick energy and love. You have to be aligned. If you're not, you see what happens, you know, <laughs> like you attract not the best kind of relationships. So mindset, what you want to be looking at and asking yourself is, 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 do I believe the kind of person I want exists? Yes or no. Most people are a no. They, they, they just think he's some magical or she's some magical unicorn or there's all these reasons why I couldn't have them. Do you believe they exist? Do you believe they would choose you? Unicorn. Do you believe you can meet them? Like it sounds simple, but most people don't believe the person they want exists, that they can meet them and that the person would choose them. And so their mind is completely jammed up. So you really want to look at those beliefs and shift them. So, because that's going to determine the quality and caliber of person that can come into your life and your heart is next. So that's, you know, what's going to either let them in or you're going to mess the relationship up. You can attract the perfect person, but if your heart has a lot of wounds that are not dealt with, you will likely 
project them onto that person than fight with that person. So your heart has to do with, are you healed or not from your exes, right? Have you taken the lessons and moved on? Are you still so wounded, afraid, thinking that everyone's going to hurt you like your exes did, that you're seeing this person in front of you, but you're seeing your ex, right? So you want to look at your exes. You also want to look at, in terms of your heart, your childhood, right? Now, we don't have to do therapy for a million and one years, but a good question to ask yourself is, what are the ways my parents, even though they meant to do well, failed to love me? What are the things I didn't get? The emotions, appreciation, love, being seen, whatever. You need to get to those core feelings. If my, Another way to say it is, if my parents had loved me exactly as I needed to, how would I have felt? Write those feelings down, okay? And then you need to remind yourself, the, these feelings are what I need to feel in a relationship. I must have these in a relationship, but the paradox is you can't grab them from a person. You have to fill yourself with those feelings first. So if you never were seen by your parents and now you're trying to get like guys to choose you so you feel special, you have to give yourself the feeling of being seen. You got to see yourself every single freaking day so much that it becomes normal to you because when it's normal, I expect to be seen. I expect to have someone who's committed. I expect to be loved. I expect to be adored. When it's normal, then you attract that into your love life. So we really want to look at love is all about emotions at the end of the day, getting your emotions, what you want in a relationship to be what you feel is normal inside of you, if that makes sense. And then three is your energy. That's like your loudspeaker. It's what people feel when they're around you. I cannot tell you how many clients that come to me, they look perfect. They got a perfect job. They got a great relationship. They got it all on the outside, but they can't get past two or three dates. Why? Why? If she's beautiful and there's, you know, why? Energy. It's the energy. Because inside they're like so jammed up tight. I have to be perfect. I have to say the right thing. I'm not lovable or whatever the hell is going on, or I'm not confident. And it gets projected. Energy is everything, right? Like if you're listening to me right now, you can feel the energy in my voice. And we all have different, you know, we resonate. So if you listen to me, you might hear some love. That's not, but you might hear fierceness. You might hear power. You might, you get a sense of who I am. If you would talk to me 10 years ago, you would get a sense of insecure energy, right? Yeah. So you want to be looking at when I'm on a date, when I'm talking to somebody, what imagine, literally imagine you go in their body. What are they feeling? Is it great? It's like, oh my God, I want to come closer to this person. Are they confused? Are they like, she looks great. She seems amazing, but I just feel this. I, I don't know. I feel this tightness or I feel a wall. Like really do that work to figure out what are people feeling when they're in front of you? Because energy is that thing that's going to determine if they want to come closer, if they're resonant or not. So when you look at all those, and I always say, if you're going to look at your mindset and your heart and your energy, please don't, don't do it from the space of there's something wrong with me and I have to fix this to be worthy of love. You are worthy of love as you are. We all have patterns. We all have ways of being where we went away from love and then we got to come back to love. So you can look at your mindset from a space of I want to shift this from love because I want a better man, not what's wrong with me. I've got to shift my mindset or else I'm not going to find love. So do all that stuff with the energy of love. But when you get aligned, the person comes in. If you have no resistance, as you've been saying, it's like, there's no resistance. <laughs> so the person comes in, it's easy. Like manifesting love isn't hard. It's really all the resistance that's in the way that we put in the way. Mm. I used to hear all the time, like you have to learn a certain amount. People would say you have to earn, learn a certain amount of lessons before you find your partner. 
And while I agree, I think it's more about, and after hearing you, it's really confirmed it for me, is it's not so much lessons, it's you have to become so lovable to yourself and just really get in tune with yourself before you can attract a partner who's also in tune with themselves. And then you come together and you create perfect harmony and it's peaceful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to learn a certain amount of lessons to me feels like there's anxiety there. So it doesn't, right. it doesn't resonate with me as truth because it's like- right. I, this is the thing, especially for women, there's so much dating advice out there. I feel that makes women feel at the end of the day, they're more afraid. They're like, oh my God, wait, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Or they just, women use it as a reason to feel not good enough. So it's like you're mm. doing the personal development work, but you're doing it with this energy of like, but am I good enough? Have I done enough work? Have I manifested enough? And so like, you got to watch out because some advice out there, if it, if it makes you feel fearful, it, it might not be your truth. I'm not going to say, oh, it's not the truth at all but it might not be your truth. I also believe that relationships are growth containers. And so if you, again, I'm going to quote A Course in Miracles because I studied that a lot when I was learning about love, but A Course in Miracles talks about, you know, these relationships where you grow with someone over time and it's a lifelong learning assignment. So you can learn, it's like anything, you can learn lessons the hard way by getting with a narcissist <laughs> like I did, or you can learn with a great partner, but you still have to learn when you're with your partner. You got to communicate, you got you know, you grow, but it doesn't have to be like pain, 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 pain. That's the only way you can have something good in your life. I don't believe yeah. that. And that's so true. I think I have learned more lessons being with Eric now than I've ever learned in my dating uh, little history there. Because yeah. when you truly love someone and you care about that commonality of, of peace and that foundation of love, like everything stemming from love, it takes work. You know, it takes work to stem everything from love, you know, most of the time and call each other out when you're using whatever, you know, and you're chewing your ego or your logic or your emotion. So I've learned more lessons within my relationship container than ever before. But before finding it and really understanding you know, alignment, you know, we don't, we're not taught this stuff in schools, man. <laughs> like, we're well, well, hopefully if I have anything to do with it, but that'll be years, years, years down the line. But no, we're not, we're not taught this. And most people have bad models for relationships. And most mm -hmm. people just like, it, it, it does take work to like, if you're triggered to communicate with love, it does take work not to project everything onto your partner. Like the more familiar and comfortable you get, you know, they say familiar, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. It's true in a way that it's easier to slide. So you have to be on, you still have to be on your game. You still have to be on your love game. Even if you're in a relationship, I always say like, if you want to keep a relationship great, it's like a house. Like you, if you don't clean it, it gets messed up, you know, like there's entropy. So even in a relationship, you should be thinking about that. How do we keep the love alive? Because if you don't, it's going to go towards fear, drama, chaos, confusion, because that's, that's entropy, right? It's the, the way things go. Mm -hmm. One more question for you. And then I know we have a really fun freebie to share. Do you believe in one person as a soulmate? Or do you believe that there is a bunch of people out there that could be soulmates? I believe there's a bunch of people only because I think it would be a really cruel trick of the universe. Like what if your soulmate dies or something happens? Like, I just don't believe they'd be like, ha ha. I feel like, I feel like people are energies at the end of the day. And you're really blessed and fortunate when you manifest somebody into your life that really resonates with your energy. And there's a match. I feel like there's, there's multiple people like that who could be, a match for sure only because I think I don't want to believe that the universe is so cruel you know but I think when you find that person you should 
obviously explored going down the line with them and being in a relationship with them. But um, yeah, it's an abundant, it's an abundant universe for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right, let's get into the freebie. How can they get access to it? Yes, I have to give you a link. So it's, it's on like every single one of my YouTube videos. Also, if you go to my Instagram at Nicole Moore Love and you click the link in my bio, you can get access to it there. The free gift is 10 soulmate attracting journal prompts, which basically will take you all through your mindset, your heart and your energy, clearing any stuff up and getting you to a place where you believe like over I think tens of thousands of women have downloaded it at this point. Like it's really super cool. I'll give you the link, but if you want it um, super quickly, just go to my Instagram at Nicole Moore Love, click the link there. You will see it scroll down, you'll see the button for access. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. Guys, if you got value from this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag myself and Nicole. We would love to hear what you got out of this podcast. Thanks so much, Nicole. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's episode on manifesting made simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.